3: Yes, folks, we're breathing fire, all right, however, and it is Wednesday, October the 11th, 2017, 10, 11, 17, And yes, this is episode number 90 of Wrestling Revisited, One seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 7044. Caller ID 139926 pounding. You can join us right now till 4 o'clock this afternoon. I am your host, the Iceman Jared DiGiovello, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show line for you, so get ready to sit back and enjoy. We are ready to take you with us here. This afternoon. Today we're going to talk about one of my all-time favorites, and probably one of everyone's favorites growing up, however. The life and times of one Richard Blood. Better known to you all as Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Of course, we were going to tell you about the life and times of this very unique, charismatic wrestler, who for the past 35 to 40 years, however, has been entertaining worldwide audiences all over the globe, and then some. And today we're going to take a look at the life story of the dragon. So, let's get ready and tell you what this is all about. Richard Blood, better known to you all, however, by his real name, grew up in West Point, New York, and was about as far in America as you can be, however, from Hawaii. His dad was an Army man for 22 years of his life, however, mind you, and he spent various times, however, all over the world and then some. He then, of course, moved to Florida during his teenage years where he and his friends, of course, became very entertained by championship wrestling from Florida, particularly Jack Briscoe, one half of the former Briscoe brothers known with his brother Jerry, who basically, however, took Steamboat under his wing. After high school, of course, Ricky told us, however, that he was dating someone when he decided to show up at Vern Gagne's training camp in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1974. And there, over the course of the next three months, however, he trained to become a wrestler. The Iron Sheikh, a.k.a. Koso Dovari, however, mind you, however, was one of the bigger uh, students at the time, however, and also one of the big trainers at the time, and told Vern about this young man, however. Steamboat, who at the time weighed two forty five, however, cut down within a short amount of time thirty-some pounds and weighed a scrawny two hundred and ten pounds when it was all said and done. Nevertheless, however, A few months later, however, he was in the American Wrestling Association in Minneapolis. Afterwards, however, he was sent home back to Florida in honor of Eddie Graham, the late promoter of Florida. Everyone was impressed with his looks, however, and everyone thought, however, the name Richard Blood sounded like a villain's name. Between Eddie Graham and Jack Briscoe, who owned the Florida Territory, they decided to make Ricky a nephew of Championship Wrestling of Florida hero and of Hawaiian descent, Sam Steamboat, to quickly get him over. Four months went by, and as a result, Steamboat then went on to work with Georgia Championship Wrestling. He spent a good year with GCW until the new head of the company, Ollie Anderson, who would later become a full horseman mate of Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Nature Boy Ric Flair, decided to send the Dragon up to Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling in the Jim Crockett end of territory in Charlotte. Within a short time, however, Steamboat was caught up in a war and a later friendship with Ric Flair. It was the first storyline that made everyone take notice of Steamboat, because he was roughing up a guy who was pretty much over with the MACW crowds. At one point, Flair called out the dragon, however, and grinded his face into the concrete. The following week, however, Flair showed everybody a bruised picture of Steamboat of what had happened the week before, which enraged him to the point to come out there and beat up Flair and rip off his clothes right in front of Flair's ladies. Flair's spazzing out at this was just great, and as a result, however... Harley Race recalls, however, that Flair and Steamboat, however, always had a chance to uh, steal the show no matter what city or town they were in. They would fight hour-long time draws, however, and the fans were definitely excited to see these two guys absolutely give it their all and then some. At one point, however, another person got to know the Steamboat very well. However, it was Tony Mr. USA Atlas, and developed a close friendship with Steamboat. And together, they entered the Mr. North Carolina Build-A-Body Contest in 1978. And together, however, both of them did very well, however, uh, representing the Tar Heel State. It was thereafter that Steamboat would uh, meet his tag team partner, however, Jay Youngblood. And as a result, the two of them, of course, would team up together... ...and have matches with guys like the Briscoe Brothers, Sergeant Slaughter, and Private Carnoodle, among others, however. It was in March of 1983, however, that Steamboat and Carnoodle, however, mind you, however... ...along with Youngblood and the Sargent, would fight one of the greatest steel cage matches of all time... ...in front of 25,000 people in Greensboro at the Final Conflict NWA show there in North Carolina. Several months later, however... Jack and Jerry Briscoe would meet the Dragon and his partner, Jay Youngblood, if you will, however, mind you, at the very first Starcade in which Angelo King Kong Moskauer was named the guest referee on Thanksgiving night of that year, however, to see a tag battle in which the Dragon and Youngblood were looking to take the belts off of the new champions who had won the belts from the Sarge and Canoodle earlier that summer in 1983 in the form of Jack and Jerry Briscoe. As a result, these guys continued to have quite a battle with one another. In early 1984, however, Steamboat's 10-year run at Mid-Atlantic would come to an end, however, and shortly thereafter would be hired by the WWF. As a result, however, he would then make a big splash, however, a short time later, however, in early 1985, however, when he showed up at the very first WrestleMania, when he took on the maniac, Matt Bourne, in front of 20,000 people in Madison Square Garden. During the same time, however, he had made a splash in the WWF, however, fans started to accept him for who he was. A tough guy, but always giving it his all and never backing down from any challenges. This was no more truer than in 1986, however, when he would take on Randy Savage, however, for the IC title in some very unique matches. At the same time, however, he also was attacked by Savage, however, and almost had his career come to an end, sort of, in a way, when... Randy Savage came down on him one day, however, crushing his voice box. But within a few months, however, Steamboat found a way to speak and talk again and demanded payback on Randy Savage and would demand it, however. And in front of 93,000-plus fans, however, at the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan, however, in March of 1987, Steamboat would have his finest hour of the WWE to date up to this point by winning the IC title away from the then-champion Randy Savage, however. Over the course of the next year or so, however, Steamboat would flounder in the mid-card area, never reaching the main event level. However, he felt at the time, however, because Hulk Hogan was the champion, how he decided not to go after the big prize whatsoever and felt that Hogan should be the one holding the prize all along, even though he and Hogan had not had somewhat of a good friendship with each other. In late 1988, early 89, however, Steamboat asked to time off at the WWE and WWE, unfortunately, Howard did not give in to him. Shortly thereafter, they decided, however, to strip him of the icy belt referring to Steamboat, and from there, Steamboat decided to head off on his own merry way to go somewhere else that he would be appreciated. He would show up again in the old National Wrestling Alliance, a.k.a. Mid-Atlantic Territory, in 1989, when he ran into uh, a friend, Howard, that would become a close uh, personal partner of his, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. And it was there that, once again, Steamboat and Flair would rewrite history with one another, however, as Ric Flair found out that Ricky Steamboat was back in town. And in 1989, however, mind you, the two of them would wage war in some battles that were definitely reminded people of the late 70s, early 80s. The first match happening, of course, at the uh, infamous Chi-Town Rumble, however, in February of that year, the second of which in April of that year in New Orleans in a two-out-of-three-falls affair, and finally wrapping up in the match that was deemed the Music City Miracle, in which Ric Flair, for the fifth time, however, captured the NWA World Heavyweight title off of his former friend and adversary, the Dragon. Steamboat, of course, however, continued, however, mind you, to work with the company until mid-1990, however, before deciding to get out of there once again, however, and going elsewhere. In early 1991, however, he returned to the WWE, Howard, and did a fire-breathing gimmick. Unfortunately, the martial arts gimmick was still there, however, in a way, but this fire-breathing gimmick did not prove to be Steamboat's uh, best friend, if you will, let's just say. And shortly thereafter, he decided to head back once again to the same place he had gone before, WCW. In November of that year, he debuted as a mystery partner with Dustin Rhodes, and they took on Arne Anderson and Larry Sabisco. And it was then during his final run, however, he would battle not only with Flair, but some other guys that were almost in the same boat he was, however, that were up and coming. Guys like Dustin Rhodes, Shane Douglas, and particularly Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sad to say, in August of 1994, Steamboat took a bump wrong off the second turnbuckle during a matchup with Austin and landed on his tailbone that resulted in hernia discs in his back. Rather than take time off and then come back straight so thereafter, Steamboat wanted to remind everyone how good he was still and finally decided to uh, do one more match hour with Austin. By this time, he was so sore and bruised up, however, mind you, however, that basically how he could not uh, function. And it was there he announced his retirement shortly thereafter from the ring after 20 years. A decade later, however, his wife Bonnie left him. However, and eventually, however, he the Dragon, of course, mind you, was all on his own except for his son Richie, who he had got to know. Uh, quite a bit during his grown-up years, Howard, and referred to him as the Little Dragon. It was in April of 2004, however, WWE came calling once more, and this time they offered him a job as a road agent, teaching the young guys like Kofi Kingston, Big E Langston, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, among others, however. And about two years later, however, Steamboat got the call he was waiting for all along, the Hall of Fame. And it was there that Ric Flair, his longtime rival and best one-time friend, however, gave Steamboat the night to shine. However, however, as he was honored in more ways than one. Definitely, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was one of a kind, folks. However, and he definitely brought out a lot of memories. However, of course, that being said, however, that was disc one of our three-disc special, Ricky Steamboat. Up next, however, we'll tell you about some of the great matches that Steamboat had on this unique DVD that you yourself can check out on this very special collection. But in the meantime, let's give you the number again 1 724 444 7044. This is episode 90 for October 11th, 2017. I'm your host, the Iceman Jerry DiGirolamo. Of course, as you know, we are usually here on Tuesday nights, but last night, unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control, we could not make it. So today, we're making it up here. For episode number nine. We will be back on our normal time slot, however, next week, hour at 7 p.m., where Gerard T. Smith and myself will be talking more about the great moments of the past and present involving wrestling here on Wrestling Revisited. Now, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a triple header for you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 6.30 p.m., outside the ropes, we'll also be talking about the latest music, politics, movies, sports, and all the good stuff with yours truly, the Iceman, and Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw. The caller ID is 141387. That'll be, again, at 6.30 p.m., 8 o'clock, Gerard, Michelle, and myself, uh, the king and queen of Mr. and Mrs. Madness, will be with me at the debate table, 139925-POUND. And yes, folks, it is finally here. Mark it on your counter tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 p.m. Episode number 400, yes, folks, 400 will be in the books, ladies and gentlemen, tonight when we'll be talking about Hell in a Cell and the aftermath of last night's Smackdown tonight on Revolution. Be sure to check us out, ladies and gentlemen. It should be a great show. We'll talk about what memories we've had of the first 399 shows. But tonight, folks, we hit history yet again with episode number 400 of Revolution, and that'll be an exciting show. Gerard T. Smith and I will have your local news headlines for you. John Gross will have your birthdays and dates. Be sure to check us out just after nine o'clock tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The caller ID is one three eight oh five five pound. Now tomorrow night ladies and gentlemen we'll be back in the saddle for a double whammy two however if you will coming up at 7 p.m with top Peeling, Gerard myself and the rest of the gang will be talking about the top peels of the past and present. Every week we do that here on Talk Shoe. The caller ID is 140562 pound. And at nine o'clock ladies and gentlemen we'll be back with another edition of the Howlingly Good Show Wolfpack Radio, ladies and gentlemen and the caller ID is one three eight two one pound So, folks, it promises to be very, very interesting over the next couple of days. Now, next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, a week from this Sunday, we will be live, ladies and gentlemen, with a very special edition of uh, Revolution Radio, talking about TLC, but we'll talk more about that In the coming days, ahead, and hopefully definitely throughout the course of next week as well. Also, this coming Monday, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to listen to Raw Radio, of course. We will be back in the saddle with episode number 113 this week. We'll be talking about TLC moments of the past and present. Plus, we'll give you our TLC predictions, John, myself, and the rest of the gang. Hopefully, Gerard and Michelle and the rest of the panel, of course way too tough to handle, will be listening to our show. Of course, the caller ID is 138 4, 4, pounds and that, of course, will be getting underway this Monday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, as we will be talking about the latest sports news as well as wrestling news tower on Raw Radio. Now, folks, we're going to talk more about the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat DVD now as we continue on here, as we said, folks. So let's get into disc number two and tell you about some of the matches that you will see on this very special DVD that came out June of several years ago. The first match, of course, is the infamous tag team matchup involving the Briscoe brothers with Don Crunoodle, Of course, uh, as an observer, of course, Don Crunoodle prior to this also had had a brief run with the WWF, of course, before returning to Mid Atlantic in the fall of '83, of course, uh, watching uh, his uh, two former uh, adversaries, if you will, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, take on another couple of adversaries of Kernoodles, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Of course, Jay Youngblood, sadly, two years after this would tragically pass on at the age of 30 due to cancer, I believe. As a result, this would be one of uh, Youngblood's last great matches in the old Mid-Atlantic territory. Of course, this would be also the final time Steamboat and Youngblood would uh, hold the tag team titles together. However, they would hold the titles five separate times Nevertheless, however, this was a great match, however, mind you, in more ways than one. It was one of the better matches of Starcade 83. In the end, the Briscoe brothers ended up losing their titles here, but nevertheless, this was one of the better matches of Starcade 83. Of course, it was up there with the likes of uh, Ric Flair and uh, Harley Race, and of course, Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. We'll talk about those guys at a later time, but in the meantime, this was a very good match that you definitely want to check out, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, DVD. Also, speaking of the Dragon, of course, he joins us in our next match, Howard, against his adversary, Rick Flair, however, in the legendary Greensboro Coliseum. This was held less than six months later, Howard, at Boogie Jam, however, on St. Patrick's Day of 84. This involved, uh, of course, Ricky Steamboat talking with former WWE announcer and also part-time wrestler Matt Stryker, the teacher. As a result, he tells Stryker, of course, uh, what was the uh, story about this match going in. And his thoughts about the match afterward, however. As a result, these two guys literally went 55 minutes close to 60 minutes long, ladies and gentlemen. This was absolutely an amazing match. This was one of the best matches of 1984, hands down. I mean, anytime time you had Steamboat and Flair in the ring, whether they were in singles competition, or whether they were tagging with other people, or they always find a way to have some good chemistry. And this was one of the better matches you will definitely see on this DVD Without question, I thought it was a great match. I thought these two absolutely stole the show here in Greensboro, of course. Greensboro, of course, was also at the time at one point of uh, the legendary Tom Miller, the voice of Greensboro, of course, who sadly we lost a long time ago, but fortunately was on this uh, DVD, Howard, to call this match between uh, Steamboat and Flair, as well as the Starcade match, if you ask me. And speaking of Greensboro, next month, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time since 1986, yes, folks, are you ready to hear this, for the first time in 30... One years, folks, the granddaddy of them all, Starcade, will be returning to the legendary Greensboro Coliseum for one night and one night only on Saturday night, November the 25th, ladies and gentlemen, coming up at the Greensboro Coliseum. And I believe tickets are still on sale for that show at the Coliseum box office in Greensboro. If you don't have them, I would suggest either checking Ticketmaster or calling the Greensboro Coliseum box office to see if there's some tickets available still left. If not, it's a shame because you're going to miss out on one heck of a show coming up next month. And one of the matches that you will see on this show includes Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a steel cage. Also, it will be Ric Flair's daughter Charlotte Flair, aka Ashley, if you will, taking on the Queen of Hearts herself, Bret Hart's niece, if you will, Natalia Nightheart, in the confines of a steel cage. And as we said last week, just announced, ladies and gentlemen, just last week, after being provoked in. uh, that's just made fun of by Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club, last week against the Rock and Roll Express, the Hall of Famers, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Gibson and Morton responded to Gallows and Anderson's challenge last week and said that they will meet them in Greensboro if they are willing to accept, Howard. And now we can say, ladies and gentlemen, that the match is on. Yes, folks, the match is definitely on. And so for the first time in a long time, ladies and gentlemen, the R&R Express, however, returned to the Greensboro Coliseum, taking on Gallows and Anderson. And I can tell you right now, folks... That is going to be one hell of a match with these four gentlemen. No question about it. Of course, we'll talk more about the card coming up later on down the road, ladies and gentlemen. But in the meantime, let's get back to the action right now on the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat DVD, if you will. Our next match, of course, is Ricky Steamboat taking on Cowboy Bob Orange Jr., a guy who we got to know also in the Mid-Atlantic Territory, if you will, meeting, however, less than a year later, however, in July of 1985 at the Legendary Capital Center in Washington, D.C., which is no longer around. As a result, the matchup, of course, goes 15 minutes long, if you will. And as a result, however, uh, Steamboat ends up winning by DQ. Overall, this wasn't a bad match, ladies and gentlemen. I thought the cowboy looked pretty good here. Of course, the cowboy is, of course, the father of legendary uh, wrestler uh, Randy Orton, the legend killer, if you will, the viper, if you will. Nevertheless, this was a pretty good match, i reminds you. And it was around this time that Steamboat started to ditch his karate gimmick a little bit, however, in front of the fans and go back to doing something else that he was known for before, and that was straight-up solid wrestling. Nevertheless, this was a pretty good match involving him and Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. Next, of course, we have a lumberjack match involving Ricky Steamboat and Don Morocco. These two, of course, would have quite the feud towards the end of the summer of 1985 into the fall of that year, and some of the lumberjacks that were on this uh uh, show live from the old legendary Maple Leaf Gardens there up there in Toronto, Ontario, Cam, which Don Morocco with Mr. Fuji, who is, of course, uh, no longer with us, unfortunately, however, include the following. Tito Santana, Jim Brunsell, Cowboy Bobborn, Rene Goulet, Iron Mike Sharp, B. Brian Blair, Sweet Hanson, Lenny Popper, Scott McGee, Tiger Chung Lee, Dino Bravo, Frank Macaroni, or Marconi, excuse me, Barrio and King Kong Bundy. Uh, this was a good match. This went 10 minutes long, if you ask me, and in the end, however, mind you, however, uh, as a result, Steamboat, of course, ends up getting the win however, yet again, however. And out of all the matches they had in the latter part of the summer to the fall of 85, this was one of the better ones you'll see, however, involving Morocco and uh, Steamboat. Uh, some good chemistry, again, with uh, Steamboat and his opponent, if you will, and I thought it was very entertaining, to say the least. Next, folks, this was a very unique match Our live from the old Boston Garden in August of 1986, ladies and gentlemen. It pitted Jake the Snake Roberts, taking on Ricky Steamboat. Now, earlier in the summer or spring of 86, Steamboat had been DDT'd on Saturday night's main event by Jake, however, laying him out in a big gash across his head. As a result, a few months later, Steamboat returned to action and demanded payback against the Snake Man if you will, and as a result, this would set up their upcoming match that would be held three weeks later at the legendary big event show in Toronto, but on this night however, Steamboat was taking on Jake the Snake in Boston, if you will, at the Boston Garden. As a result, Jake tried to uh, do a cheap shot yet again on the dragon and it backfired on him in more ways than one. Of course, on this show we had the late Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes calling the action with these two adversaries and in the end, in front of a Pretty decent crowd of over 20,000 people, if you will, or close to 20,000 people, if you will. Jake the Snake Roberts went down yet again at the hands of the Dragon. As the Snake Man found a way to be, let's just say, breathed upon in more ways than one. As a result, Steamboat picked up the victory here by beating up the Snake in 17-plus minutes. Uh, overall, good match, and yet again, however... Uh, Teamboat, wherever he went, Howard, whether it be the Philadelphia Spectrum, the Capital Center, the Boston Garden, the Nassau Coliseum, uh, the Providence Civic Center, whatever. Whatever city or town he was in, he always found a way to give the fans uh, their money's worth and always seemed to be one of the best mid-card wrestlers that always found a way to steal the show against his opponents, whether it be guys like I mentioned, like Don Morocco, Jake Roberts, uh, George Steele, uh, Randy Savage, uh Bob Orton Jr. Uh, among others, I mean, this guy always gave it his 110 percent, no matter what, and he never backed down from a challenge without question. So, definitely, uh, like I said, it'll be. If you have not seen this DVD or you have not seen any of uh, Randy's, or, excuse me. Ricky Steamboats matches. You definitely owe it to yourself on YouTube to look up some great ones uh, from the past however, up till uh, up until his retirement almost 20-plus years ago. And let me tell you, you will not be disappointed at all. I mean, I've always been a fan of Steamboats. Even when I was a kid, I was a fan of the Dragons by far because uh, I always respected him and always admired what he said, however, and he was hardworking and determined to get his point across but always gave it his all and then some like Hulk Hogan did. But speaking of Great matches. This next match, folks, I mean, you talk about great matches out of all the matches that Steamboat had from 1983 up until this point, 1987. This is one of them that is also up there in the great echelons of history. It is uh, the infamous match at WrestleMania 3 involving Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. I can only tell you how this match went less than 15 minutes long, close to 15 minutes long, but at the end, you talk about a five star classic. You talk about a hell of a fight in front of a very good, raucous crowd that absolutely gave the fans something uh, that was worth watching. Now uh, This match is definitely worth watching. This match is worth studying. This match is even worth uh, going back and re-watching over and over again. And just, it puts a smile on your face, you know? It's, it's incredible. I mean, there's a lot of guys over the years, guys like Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, among others, have said that this is one of, the, if not the greatest WrestleMania IC title matches of all time up there, with the likes of Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, up there with the likes of uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, and Andre. Uh, but in the end, this was absolutely an amazing, amazing match between Savage and, uh, like I said, The Dragon. Uh, these guys had fantastic chemistry with one another, as we said, ladies and gentlemen. And as we end, exit at 1987, going into 1988, hour, we could tell you that so far in the first uh, five-plus years of the mid-'80s until the latter part of the 80s thus far. It has been a hell of a run for the Dragon, putting on some great matches. Uh, from his matches at Starrcade up until WrestleMania, uh, again, the Boogie Jam match, of course, uh, from 84, a great match. You definitely owe it to yourself to watch that match, certainly. You definitely owe it to yourself to watch this one here at WrestleMania 3 without question as well, and also Starrcade 83. I mean, those three matches to me on this second disc, uh, I can watch those again and again. Those are three of the best matches I've ever seen, uh, up to this point, however, going into disc three and say that uh, they definitely put a smile on my face and definitely a uh, lump in my throat because uh, some of these guys that uh, Steamboat took on, uh, some of them are still with us, some of them are not, sadly, of course, case in point, Macho Man Andy Savage, but nevertheless, uh, these guys worked their butts off. Both of them uh, worked their butts off, Steamboat and his opponent, and they definitely gave the fans something to cheer about in more ways than one. Uh, Up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to now tell you what happened on disc number three. So, folks, uh, definitely you want to stay tuned to that, however. So, uh, here's what we got now as far as disc number three goes involving the dragon, however. And, of course, uh, we uh, talk about our next match, however, the infamous two-out-of-three falls match at the Clash of the Champions 6. Now, this was held, of course, the same day that, uh, believe it or not, how Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage fought in New Jersey at the Trump Plaza Casino, if you will, at WrestleMania number 5. Unfortunately, the Crockett people felt, however, mind you, however, or excuse me, yes, I was right, Uh, the Crockett people felt, however, that uh, they should go up against uh, WrestleMania here, however, for the second time in two years, if you will, by putting on a good main event of their own. And as a result, they did so here when Steamboat and Flair would meet in a two-hour Free Falls affair in the Superdome. As a result, these guys, once again, uh, fought a hell of a match, just like they did in Chicago, just like they did in Nashville, and stole the show, if you ask me. And like I said, uh, they definitely gave fans something to be um, excited about, if you ask me. Uh, That being said, very good match, and very, very entertaining, without question. So uh, definitely worth checking out, if you ask me, and worth uh, watching. So there you go. Now, uh, in the latter part of 1990, early 1990, however, Lex Luger met the Dragon at the Great American Bash, however, in Baltimore, if you will. Of course, Luger was not very happy because apparently, however, uh, he was angry with Steamboat because he came in and stole his number one contender spot to the NWA World Title by just basically showing up. Luger, of course, uh, would basically join Terry Funk by beating down Steamboat at the Clash 7 a month ago, mind you, however, mind you. And it was scheduled to be a no-DQ match, but Luger protested because he was the champ and did not want a no-DQ match, however, mind you. But he did say if the no-DQ clause is dropped however, So that being said, unfortunately, it is now time for the U.S. title involving Lex Luger, the current champion, versus the Dragon. As a result, however, mind you, however, uh, Luger does not care, however, how he wins, but as long as he walks out as the champion. That being said, however, Steamboat, of course, would uh, unfortunately lose this match by disqualification when he snapped, however, on referee Tommy Young and began to beat down Luger. Unfortunately, however, a short time after this, Steamboat would uh, give his nose to WCW and go back to WWE for just a short time, however, before heading back again to WCW. As a result, however, as a result, Steamboat would lose this match by DQ. Uh, This wasn't a bad match. I thought it was okay. It was not one of the better matches on the DVD, but still, it was what it was. Uh, That being said, that's what I thought of the matchup involving the Dragon and the total package Lex Luger, uh, if you ask me. Up next, of course, uh, we have another match involving Steamboat Tower, and this time he is teaming up with the natural Dustin Rhodes as a mystery partner when he takes on Arn Anderson and Larry Sabisco, the Tag Team Champions, at the Clash of the Champions event in November of 1991, entitled Clash of the Champions 17. Originally, however, many people thought that Rhodes, after being beat down by Larry Sibisco and Double A, that Rhodes could not find his partner. However, considering the fact that Arn innocent for years had not taken a liking to the Rhodes family, especially to Dusty Rhodes, however, the American dream, who, by the way, would have been 72 years old today, happy birthday to one of the greatest, if not one of the most unique, charismatic people of all time, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. I know you're definitely uh, all Dusty fans out there, I'm sure Howard, I'm wishing the dream a very special happy birthday as we lost this great icon just a few years ago. Anyway, uh Dusty's kid Dustin who tried out briefly with the WWE Howard decided to try to make a splash in WCW How around this time Howard, and call himself the natural. As a result he told both Arne Anderson and Larry Sabisco who were then a member of a faction called the Dangerous Alliance, if you'll told Rhodes that he had no friends, no allies of any kind, and that they would continue to beat him down, whether he liked it or not. Well, Dustin said he's going to stand up for himself and take action against Rhodes and Anderson, excuse me, Sabisco and Anderson, and hire a partner of his choosing. As a result, however, we then saw who the partner turned out to be, mind you, and it turned out to be once again, yes, folks, believe it or not, the dragon, Ricky Steamboat, however, returns yet once again, ladies and gentlemen, this time to help Dustin Rhodes stand off the evil adversaries of Arne and Larry Sabisco. As a result, this was an amazing match. It was really, really good. However, it went 15 minutes long, however, and in the end, Dustin and Ricky Steamboat, however, came out with the tag team titles, and literally after an absence of almost close to literally three years, however, they are once again showing that he is a true tag team champion specialist by winning the tag team gold with Dustin Rhodes here by defeating Double A and Larry Sabisco, Uh, Like I said, good match, but uh, this was not one of the better matches of uh, Steamboat's uh, run during the 90s. We'll tell you what that match was coming up right now. And that was the infamous 30-minute Iron Man Challenge match at Beach Blast 1992 involving Rick Rude, Paulie Heyman, a.k.a. Paulie Dangerously, and of course Medusa. Unfortunately, Paulie and Medusa were not allowed to come out to ringside for this one. However, as ordered by owner, I believe at this time, was Bill Watts. As a result, Howard, he told Steamboat and Rude that they would have to fight one another, Howard, in a 30-minute match. At uh, one point, however, Steamboat was down two falls, Howard, midway through the show, however, but came back somehow, some way to pull off the American, uh, let's just say American uh, miracle, if you will, by pulling out an inside victory just at the last uh, 30 seconds of the match, however, mind you. And as a result, Howard, Rude was not very happy about this losing uh, this match up to the Dragon, but nevertheless, how these two uh, again had some great chemistry with Leonard, especially in WCW in the mid 90s. And this was one of the better matches that you'll see on this uh, very unique uh, special. However, and as a result, Steamboat ended up winning the match up power four falls to three. However, uh, great Iron Man match. I would put it up there along with the likes of Bret Hart and Shawn, as well as a couple other Iron matches, including I believe another Iron Man match that was very <laughs> famous down the road was uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. But again, you talk about these guys going out there for almost a half hour and stealing the show, how are, and just literally giving the fans their money's worth, on unlike 60-minute matches. Although 60-minute matches were pretty crazy, too, however, this one was definitely it involving Steamboat and Root. Uh, from there, ladies and gentlemen, we go to one of uh, Steamboat's final matches of his uh, career, however, and that occurred at the Clash of the Champions in September of 1992 when he would take on Stone Cold Steve Austin. As a result, however, mind you, he would take on uh, the Dragon here, mind you, at the Clash of Champions 20 event, however, in September that year, of course, uh, mind you, however, Steamboat was told by Paulie dangerously following the Rick Rude uh, match, however, that he would not receive no more U.S. title slots, however, and when he decided to battle with Mick Foley, however, Steamboat said that he would challenge, however, Paulie's other big guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, in his TV belt because Paulie. Did not uh, have anything to say about that. And whether he liked it or not, he would defeat Austin somehow, some way. Uh, surprisingly, however, mind you, however, um, he, of course, defeated Austin in a pre- uh, an on-TV title bout a few weeks before this match even occurred. And as a result, Howard, Austin was looking for payback here on the Dragon. But yes, folks, once again, the Dragon came through, however, in a big-time way by defeating... Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you will. And inside of 11 minutes, Howard, he became the new TV champion by defeating the Texas Rattlesnake here, however, as he pulled off the upset victory against Austin here at the Clash of Champions 20 pay-per-view. Now, shortly thereafter, as we told you, how he took a long time off because of injuries and because of other things, However, but he would fight one final time, however, in the WWE this time, Howard, would be the place to be the event, however. And as a result, he would fight, however, against Chris Jericho however and as a result the event would occur however at Backlash 09 of course uh, Steamboat was with uh, two of the guys he got to know during his run both in Mid-Atlantic and WWE Jimmy Superfly, Schnuka and Roddy Piper two guys who are no longer with us unfortunately but they would be in his corner however on this night as uh, they would cheer on the dragon as he took on Chris Jericho. Jericho had been bad mouthing guys like Steamboat and uh, Piper and Schnuka on uh, his podcast as well as overall in general outside of wrestling prior to this event, however, saying that they are no longer uh, what they once were, they were has-beens, that they had been nothing more than glorified hogs in the spotlight, however, and had really done nothing to make wrestling exciting. While well, Steamboat and his friends took offense to Jericho's remarks because of this, however, and as a result, Steamboat stood up his friends and pretty much all of the legends in wrestling hour by challenging Chris Jericho to a match here at Backlash 09. It was also at the same time Jericho began to badmouth uh, one of uh, Steamboat's, uh, I wouldn't say close friends, but some close uh, personal acquaintance of Steamboat's, uh, Mickey Rourke, who had played the character Randy the Ram Robinson in the movie The Wrestler that had come out just a few months before this, Howard and badmouthing Mickey Rourke, too. Unfortunately, Howard, Steamboat gave it his all and tried to uh, come through with a big victory here, but at the end of the night, Howard, he ended up tapping out to Chris Jericho. Nevertheless, however, uh The fans gave Steamboat a long-standing ovation after this matchup, however, for the first time in 20 years, however, that he had gone once since he last wrestled, and this would, of course, turn out to be the final matchup of uh, Steamboat's uh, WWE career. But uh, you think about it. This is a guy who had wrestled for almost 30, 35 years, ladies and gentlemen, from the mid-70s up until the 2000s, however, and uh, really, at one time or another, had never turned heel on the fans, uh, both in the ring or out of the ring as a guy, as a wrestler heller. Uh, this guy definitely had a lot of back fan support that's um, always found a way to uh, wish him well in every match. And, in fact, ladies and we're going to play a little clip from the Dragon however, um on some of his promos that he was famous for. And uh, right now we're going to go to some of those right now. In fact, uh, this is uh, some of the promos he cut. Uh, the first promo we're going to cut, uh, make you listen to, is the uh, promo that he cut prior to his matchup with Randy Savage, however, in that infamous WrestleMania 3 bout. So, folks, here is what Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had to say about his matchup prior to fighting Ricky, or excuse me, Randy Savage the day of WrestleMania 3 with Randy Savage. And just bear with us, folks, we're going to get that off you right now.
1: with Ricky, the Dragon Stevo. All right, Ricky, the yeah. Dragon Stevo, so special. George, the animal steal in your corner. However, in my opinion, this could be your last shot at Randy Savage and the Intercontinental title. My last opportunity. The day has finally come. The minutes, the seconds, we have reached our moment.
4: As you and I climb into the ring, we clash like two titans.
3: That was what Ricky said before his matchup with Randy Savage. Now this is Randy Savage, however, mind you, however, being told by Randy Savage what he thought of him, however. And here's what the Macho Man had to say. Prior to this matchup with Vicky Steamboat,
2: come on in. You're going to be
1: defending against the Dragon Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac,
4: Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and George Animal Steel on the outside will be no factor, yeah.
1: You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor, or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh,
4: wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside, and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready. ready, and I will not... Opportunity
1: slipped through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man. Wow, man, break
3: down! That was Randy Santos, but here's Ricky Steamboat again. You're
1: making a lot of predictions in regards to WrestleMania 3, the Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant match for the heavyweight title. But one that I've been hearing a lot about is your shot at the Intercontinental Champion, Macho Man Randy Savage, Elizabeth in his corner, and you with George the Animal Steel. In your corner, Rick. I got to tell you, they're picking you to win this one. Well, you know something, me and Gene. I guess when you're a
0: champion and you and you hold that championship belt long enough, somehow someone's got to come along and beat you. And Randy Savage has had that belt for over a year now, I believe. It has been it
1: has February been. the 8th of last year. That's
0: right. That's right, against Tito Santana, and he defended it against a lot of good, good friends of mine, good people, good wrestlers, down and out good wrestlers. But his time is coming up. I know also my time's coming up too, Gene. This is going to be my last chance.
1: Boy, would this be sweet revenge in light of all that's happened between you and Randy Savage. You know, I've had a
0: few matches with him in the past couple of months, and everybody knows that i uh, lost my cool, lost my temper, got disqualified, pushed the referee around. I'm very sorry for all of that, but this time I know when I come in March 29th, it's going to be heads up for the championship. Now here's what he
3: said prior to WrestleMania 1. Well, apparently we don't have that for you because we lost the sound. This is an interview that he did, however, actually with Roddy Piper at an event that happened in February of 1987 at a show that was going to be held prior to WrestleMania 3 at Madison Square Garden. Here's what Piper and Steamboat had to say in this promo.
1: All right, fans, Madison Square Garden. Monday night, February the 23rd, grapplers return to Gotham and what a card from top to bottom. I strongly, strongly suggest you get your tickets in advance. Tito Santana to meet the natural Bush Reed. Reed's manager is the Doctor of Style Flick. Jason St. Roberts to meet the big man. King Kong Bundy, the Islanders, going against the Demolition Team in tag team action. Coco beware to meet the big Samoan Sika. Gentlemen, come on in. Ricky Steamboat, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Joe Garrett apparently walking the dog. Six-man elimination match. The opponents, the trio of Adonis, Race, and Macho Man Randy Savage. You know the, the terms, the rules of this one, Ricky Steamboat. Me Gene, what we have right now, what we have is six guys
0: in the ring. What we don't want is any failure of communication. And what I'm trying to tell you right now, Savage, is I want a piece of your butt on February the 23rd. If a man gets eliminated, he is out for good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody knows what's been coming down with these six guys. Three over here and three over here, and everybody wants a piece of each other. Without a doubt, without a doubt, I'm telling you right now, me, this man, and J.Y.D. walking the dog, we've got a hole in our marble bag. You see, you see, the problem is with these guys.
4: They're like Huey Lewis and News. One day they want a new drug, one day it's hip to be square. They don't know where they're coming from. We're smart enough at least to get a guy that carries chains around his neck. That's the guy right there, right there, savage. To know what you do, you leave your brother at home, man. I got five successful marriages. I don't need another one. He don't need the bride. Leave with all the bunnies. I'm gonna be the first man to put the pants right back on you, father. Something you ain't never seen. of the Garden. Not in the 23rd, and we're
1: gonna be right
3: back. Thank Yes, we have more sound bites for you. So folks, here's some more you're gonna like of the famous Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which will be coming up here right about now.
2: First off, I know
1: physically that you're back in action, but mentally what took place on national television
2: had to take its toll. Wholesome morals as what he did. Do you think you had? Ricky, there's no question from that height with the bell, There's no way he had any control whatsoever. That's understandable. The reason I feel the way I do towards you, Savage, is also your...
3: They indeed burn, ladies and gentlemen, and believe me, here's a good one from Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and Ricky Steamboat as a team now.
5: La mission de surveiller au Forum de Montréal c'est lundi le 8 février prochain. Le retour de la WWF. three. contre trois, deux côtés, Honky Tonk Man, avec bien sûr avec lui ses alliés, The Hard Foundation, et dans leur coin le géant André à 7 pieds 4 535 livres. De l'autre côté, vos favoris, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Randy Macho Man Savage, et le grand champion Hulk Hogan. We well, you know, we're right on the brink of another international
4: crisis, man. You know, when you think about the long-range missiles, the explosions that could have happened with Russia and the United States, this is nothing compared to the macho madness Hulkamania and the new power that the Dragon has mm. taught us, it man. It's like all oh, the long-range missiles exploding at the same time.
5: Alors, mesdames, messieurs, tous les missiles <coughs> du monde qui exploseraient en même temps, ce n'est rien comparé de
2: tous ces pouvoirs réunis, Ricky. You know the smallest flammes... A message to you, André. The Dragon's on Fire, 1988. La plus petite flamme, mesdames,
5: messieurs, peut brûler le plus grand de ces hommes. Donc, le géant, attention...
4: Randy. Andre the Giant on the outside of the ring, Hulk Hogan, yeah. The intimidation factor is evident. Yeah. yeah, but you're talking about the wildest six man tag team ever in the history of the Montreal Forum. And I'm talking history, history. WrestleMania 3 lurking in the shadows. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hulkamania, Macho Madness, and the Dragon all at the same time down the aisle by Elizabeth, yeah. Uh-huh. all the way to the end of the rainbow, and that's the Montreal Forum, and that rainbow, and it's Pot of Gold. I'm pointing at you, honky-tonks, man. I'm sorry, man, but I it's that way. I remember it well.
5: Alors, mesdames, messieurs, ce que le Macho Man est en train de nous expliquer, Simple. Avec le géant André dans le coin,
3: un now, here's what Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had to say to Gorilla Monsoon, which we'll play for you right now, as we found the thing we were looking for earlier.
2: Area of ...the Boston Gardens with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, undoubtedly one of the most unique wrestlers of all time to come along here. Off to you, Rick, and hats off to you coming back in general to professional wrestling.
0: Well, thank you very much.
2: I'd like to thank all the
0: fans in the Boston area for their letters, their get-well cards. But very quickly, I'd like to hit on a subject that I'm sure is going to be of a lot of importance to everybody out there. Learning this, that I have got an open contract for this big date that's coming up for WrestleMania number three. One person I have my sights on. And I guess there's no secret to everybody out there that it's you, Randy Savage. Live up to your title as the Macho Man. Live up to your title as the Intercontinental Champion. Put your name on that contract. Sign the dotted line. Win, lose, or draw, brother. You and I have got to settle the differences, but let's do it in front of millions
2: of people. I'm sure, Rick, that he won't be too anxious to sign that contract. Plenty of action still to come here in the Boston Gardens. We'll be back in a moment.
3: And finally, one last promo. This time, Ricky Simbo teams up with JYD and the Haiti Kid to take care of Jimmy Hart and the Funks. This was from 1986.
1: All right, fans, in addition to the tremendous tag team title out here in the Boston Garden Saturday night, April the 26th, there's a whole lot more action. Ted RCD squares off against Big John Studd, the hometowner, going against Studd. In addition, Uncle Almer to beat the magnificent Morocco. And Ricky Steamboat, you're involved in a six-man tag like I cannot believe. It's going to be Terry and spunk along with their manager, partner Jimmy Hart. Go out against yourself, Junkyard Dog, and the Haiti Kid.
0: We've got a man for you, Mr. Hart. We've got a man for you that's going to put knots in your knees and bumps on your shins. You've been laughing and you've been talking and you've been pounding on the JYD. TV, making fun of them, double teaming them. You bring your big brother and hoss in. Your funks think you're going to take over the area. You think the Hart, the, the man mouth of the south is going to come in here with his army and just take over everybody. The hey, Haiti hey, kid and
2: myself.
4: Hey, hey.
0: Whoa. Hey, hey. What's, what's with the leg? What's with the, the
2: wheel? With, what's
4: what is the matter with somebody your leg? Don't ask me to do nothing, man. You better hire you somebody because I ain't nobody else gonna kick me. Like, I just that? asked you to work out with him.
1: Just to work out. Wait a minute. What have you been? What have you? What have you been feeding this guy, Ricky Steamboat? Pineapples. Pineapples. The Haiti kid rounding out your trio. Look at that. Easy with those elbows.
0: You know, for once, Mr. Hart, we've got a man here like J.Y.D. had once said in the past, he doesn't have to be big, tall, and strong. He's going to hit you where it hurts the most.
4: I, I, how tall are you? I'm 5'10 How tall are you? Right there at 6'. I love three, and both of them funk boys are 6'3". All we got to do is stand tall. <coughs> Hazen, how
1: tall are you? Four 4'2", <laughs> he weighs 103 pounds, 6 ounces. Without a doubt, this is a night to remember the Boston Garden. The mouth of the South, We're right back. Good.
3: So there you go, folks. Some of the great moments and promos of Vicky Steamboat in his WWE career. Certainly one of the best, if not the most unique charismatic wrestler of his time. So folks, there you have it. We want to thank you all for listening in this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back in our normal time slot next week. I do want to thank uh like I said, however, mind you. Uh everyone for listening in to the show today, Hara, and uh we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back here in a couple of hours with Outside the Ropes where we will have your latest music, politics, movies and sports news, along with Mr W C W Chad Hinshaw. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, as we leave you today, however, we want to play for you uh let's see. I think we can play one more sound bite maybe if we can dig up uh uh, one more soundbite, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to find something here. Bear with me here, folks. Uh, we will play for you this promo that came from July 15th of 1989. I believe this is when Steamboat was still in WCW. I think. I'm not sure, how But this is what uh, Steamboat had to say in a brief uh, little promo that occurred, however, mind you. As I'm trying to find it right now, however. Uh, like I said, however. I'm trying to find a way now. This is, like I said, the promo that was cut, however, mind you, however, involving, however, well, let's just say, however, on uh, by Mr. Fuji, who had plenty to say, however, about uh, JYD and Ricky Seaman. So we'll play for you maybe right now one final promo. And this was against Ricky Seaman, but this time we'll use the form of Mr. Fuji. So, folks, we hope you enjoy this one. Oh boy, kind of nice. Boston
1: Austin Garden, Saturday night, August 3rd, 8 p.m. I don't mind telling you, from top to bottom, an absolutely spectacular card. For you gentlemen out there who uh, have an eye for beauty, we have a couple of the greatest lady wrestlers in all of the world. The Spider Lady, to beat Susan Starr. More on that later. Randy, Macho Man, Savage squaring off from Italy, Salvatore Bellomo, And George Wells, stand out for many years in the Canadian Football League to do battle with Brutus Beefcake. Quick draw, Rick McGraw out of Charlotte, North Carolina, facing the veteran Terry Funk from Amarillo, Texas. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff will be squaring off against Rowdy, Roddy Piper. And whatever Piper tells you, whatever he thinks himself, please do not underestimate Paul Orndorff in light of everything that has happened over the past four or five months. Mr. Fuji, you and Don Morocco to meet the Junkyard Dog and Ricky Steamboat, I still... Cannot believe that incident in front of a national television audience. How degrading, how humiliating for Ricky Steamboat to be cho- literally choked by his own belt by the two of you, oh. you and Don Morocco.
4: Steamboat song, you look face, huh? Look face to all the people in Hawaii. So now you're being JYD, huh? I call him Yard Ape. Yard, Yard Ape? Yeah. That's not, that's not exactly a compliment. <laughs> now Morocco and me Hawaii we feel great. but with we do to you, Steamboat? We feel
1: pure. Oh, very so, pure. If, if that's the way you feel, Mr. Fuji, in all due respect, you've got to be sick men.
4: <laughs> yes, we are sick. Yeah. We are so sick that we want to hurt you, Steamboat Song. We want to make you crawl and make you cry. We want to cripple you. With all the muscle you have, you see these fingers? I will take out one muscle at a time and give it to Morocco. He'll squeeze it. And I'll take a bone from your ribs and get it out of Morocco, Bennett, and bust it know, And I'll give one big chop to your head. And Morocco take over, and you get size 14 boots right and your big head, boy, found, oh, yeah, junkyard, we don't forget about you. We will take care of you to volunteer your body to this tag team to be Vicky's partner.
1: This sounds like some kind of a, some kind of a, uh, uh, an experiment over at, uh, Harvard uh, University. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Fuji. I can't believe some of the things that you're saying.
4: Huh. What Mr. Fuji saying is true. Mr. Fuji and Morocco never lie. What we say on TV, we do in ring. We make opponents suffer.
1: Fans are going to be coming from Providence, Worcester. Parts throughout the area to the Boston Garden Saturday night, August 3rd, 8 p.m. From top to bottom, fantastic. Monday, World Monday, Monday. Wrestling Federation card, do not miss it.
3: So, there you have it, folks. One last clip. Alright, folks. That's all the time we got for now. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good day, everyone. So long.
1: 18 plus.